All right, so today I want to take a few minutes here and share with you some tips and strategies that I use to help me anytime I am going on a trip, whether it's work or personal. Now, if it's a family trip and the whole family's going on vacation, these tips and strategies become even more important. But I decided to make this shift several years ago when I just noticed I almost dreaded going on trips or vacations because I felt like the amount of work to get, like it was just so stressful to get out the door. And then dear God, coming back, I felt like it took me three weeks to recover from having been gone for just one week. So that's when I said, all right, I got to find out a different way of managing this. And that's exactly what I've done. It's been working great for me. I have a lot of clients that use some of these strategies as well. So I hope that you'll get some good nuggets from this today that you will be able to implement the next time you go on a trip as well. Welcome to the Work-Life Harmony Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Semrel. I'm a former techie turned entrepreneur. I'm also a mom and a wife, and just like you, I'm juggling hashtag all the things while running multiple businesses and a family. Being a successful female entrepreneur doesn't mean you have to feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and stressed out. Gaining control of your time and calendar is all about learning a few key techniques and systems to better organize and structure your time. This is your show to learn from me and other amazing women how to master your time and organization to skyrocket your productivity so you can have work-life harmony. Hi there. I am looking forward to today's episode because it is something I'm going through right now. And I know even though we are in the midst of a pandemic and travels and vacations don't quite look like what they used to, a lot of people are still looking for creative ways as the weather is warming up here to maybe plan spring break or a little family outing or whatnot. So today I want to share with you guys some strategies that I use anytime I am prepping to go on a trip. Now, they apply both for vacations or maybe if you travel for work and you're needing, you know, to leave and go on an extended trip. Now, what I'm going to be walking through here today, I don't use this level if it's like a one night getaway. This is this is the kind of travel where maybe you're leaving home for four or five days a week or something like that. So I want to ask you, particularly ladies, if this resonates with you. I found for years, like we would go away for a family vacation, much needed downtime for everybody. I absolutely would love it. I'd get in that full relaxed state, but it always took me a couple of days to get relaxed. Why? Well, because the stress of getting everything situated and organized to get us out the door, usually day one, I was just irritable and trying to recover from that. But then on the flip side, I would find as soon as we were home, like you almost just went, why was it even worth going on the vacation? Because I felt like what I was left dealing with when we got home was exhausting. And I was like, God, I just got back from vacation and now I feel like I need another one. So I want to share with you guys some strategies that I use both pre and post vacation to really help me enjoy while I'm there and then not feel like I paid for it 
when I get home. So first, let's talk about prepping to go on a trip. So my family is planning a very interesting trip here at the end of February. So I will have gone through this by the time you guys are listening to this episode. So what I will do ahead of time is once I know we are heading out on a trip, about a month out, if I have that kind of time, I will make a list of, is there anything unique to this trip that I need to make sure I have planned for? So do I need to go shopping to get any supplies? So maybe it's the middle of winter and you're heading somewhere tropical and you realize, okay, I need to get sunscreen, et cetera. So may, I always want to make a list of what are supplies I need to get ahead of time before we start packing to make sure I have those in place. The second thing that I always want to do is to understand, are there any events or activities I need to make sure are complete before I head on my trip? So what I mean with this is I'm looking at the days that we're going to be gone and I need to understand, is there anything either personal or work-related that was scheduled to you know, be completed during that vacation window? In which case I need to understand, do I need to move that date earlier. So for example, I have a project that I'm working on that had a due date of a Friday. We now know that we're going to be leaving Thursday morning for vacation. So now this is changing my due date to be done a couple days earlier. So you want to make sure that you're recognizing as soon as possible, do you need to squeeze in or move up the deadline of a project or task to make sure that it's completed so that you're not in panic mode on vacation trying to finish up work tasks. Now, one little secret tool that I like to use anytime I know I'm going on a trip on an extended vacation, I will go into my calendar and I will block the day before. I will try and block it off preventing myself from scheduling meetings, calls, appointments, etc. The reason why I do this is I know that day before I head out, I want to make sure I have, you know, all my email caught up. I've got any tasks that I am outsourcing to others done. If you have virtual assistants, you've had the opportunity to communicate with them. There are things in the home that I know I'm going to need time for, right? I'm going to need to pack. I might need to be packing for children. There may be, you know, meal prep type stuff going on, pet care activities, so on and so forth. I just know that the day before, particularly if it involves my whole family, that we are heading out on a trip, I need to have as much of that day flexible to make sure I'm able to dot my I's and cross my T's and I'm not up till three o'clock in the morning trying to get everything done. So that is definitely something I would encourage you to do. And even if it's just a half day, that you're doing it as well. Uh, if you work in an office setting and you're like, well, I can't take the day off, still try and block your calendar so that people aren't booking meetings with you at 4.30 in the afternoon that then may have an assignment coming out of them. And now you're stuck at the office late, right? Now on the flip side, the other thing I also do is I go and block off my calendar for my first day back from an extended trip or a vacation. So let's say I'm leaving for a trip on a Saturday. I will block off my entire Friday afternoon to prevent 
any appointments, meetings, et cetera, popping up on my calendar. And maybe if we go on a trip for the entire week, I will go ahead and block off that first Monday back as well. Now, I'm not taking it. When I say block it off, I don't mean I'm taking a vacation day. I mean, I am preventing myself from booking myself solid my first day back from my trip or vacation. Because I know, as you all do, I'm going to have you know, hundreds or thousands of emails to get through, notifications, mail, household stuff. You know, usually I'm coming home to a house with no food in it, all of that. And if I don't proactively protect that day, it will get booked solid as if it's any other day. And I'm going to be scrambling to try and get caught up. So that is why I will always go in and block off that first day back to try and minimize the amount of appointments, meetings, et cetera, that are going to pop up. So that way I have more time to help myself get caught up. All right. So back to before we're leaving, when I am packing for a trip, I create a pack list and we actually, my whole family uses them. We've got it templatized. Now you can create one in a Word doc, a spreadsheet or whatever, but we actually print it out. And then each member of the family writes down. So for instance, I may have, you know, shirts, socks, shoes, all the different categories of things that we may need to pack. And then we will write down next to it, how many we pack. So if I am packing, you know, let's say it's a fun trip and maybe I get to go somewhere tropical, I can write down, you know, I packed two bathing suits, two pairs of shorts, three pairs of pajamas, two pairs of flip-flops, something like that. For children, this then gives them some control because I can print the list off and write the number next to it of how many my daughter needs to pick out for the trip so that she can take part in packing herself. Now, here is the benefit of the pack list. It's twofold. One, it allows you to make sure that you are remembering what to pack. But then second, we actually pack our pack list. Now, I will take this. If I'm flying, I'll take it in my carry-on. So that way, if my luggage gets lost, I have a list of everything that was in there. But then it also serves when you are packing up to come back home Everyone can pull out their pack list and use it as a way to make sure they did not forget anything in the hotel room or Airbnb or vacation rental or wherever you are. Before I started doing this, I can't tell you how many times I left chargers, right? (laughs) Or things in the bathroom, something that fell under the bed. So when you pack your pack list, you can use that as your reference when you're packing back up to come home to make sure that you didn't forget anything. So it's a really effective way for everyone to make sure you bring what you need and then you come home with what you need. Now, thankfully, I've only ever once had to use my pack list for a lost piece of luggage, but boy, was it powerful to make sure that I was able to claim everything that was in that suitcase that got lost. Now, when you come back home, another thing that my family has shifted to as much as possible that's been really helpful for us If we are going on a week-long vacation, even though we want to stay on vacation as long as possible, we tend to come home on Saturday nights instead of waiting and staying the full extra day on Sunday. Now, this is just a personal preference. You may choose not to, but we have found having that day at home before launching back into work, school, et cetera, has been really helpful to allow us all to kind of transition 
out of vacation mode or travel mode and back into the real world. You know, if we're just doing a, a two night trip, we don't need that. But if we're taking a whole week off, I would encourage you just to think about that. If you find that first week home really stressful, we have found that when we come home on a Saturday night and we have all day Sunday to get food back into the house, to you know meal prep again, to get through some laundry, to unpack things, it has really helped ease that stress of maybe coming in late on a Sunday night, and then you're waking up hitting the ground running on Monday morning, trying to unwind from vacation, settle back in, but your work, your life, et cetera, has not waited for you. When we come back from trips and this, ladies, I really encourage you to think about this as well. We, for whatever reason, we mentally get in this place of feeling like we've got to like get everything done first day. I've got to get through all my email. I've got to get through all the mail that came in. I've got to get caught up on all the laundry. I've got to get everything. And it's just, it's exhausting, right? So instead, I want you to give yourself however long you were gone, give yourself that long to get back on top of things. So if you just took a week off, give yourself a week to get back in the game, especially if you're not coming back until Sunday. And I want you to pick one thing per day that you're going to say, this is what I'm getting caught up on today. And I'm going to let the rest go. So for example, maybe you come back on a Sunday instead of coming back on Saturday. Your first thing might be on Monday, I'm going to make sure that we have food in the house. Or maybe your spouse handles that and you say on Monday, I'm going to tackle getting suitcases unpacked. The one thing that I usually do first because it reduces my stress is unpack. And then the second thing that I will then go tackle is email. Having seeing a lot of email notifications or a big number in my inbox makes me uneasy. So that's usually the first thing. So I'll say day one that I'm back to work, my goal is to get through and process my email inboxes. Now I'm not going to worry about anything else, just that. Then day two might be, okay, today I'm going to go through any physical mail that came through and get back on top of that. Day three, you know, if you're one who you don't care about suitcases lying around, you may wait till day three to unpack and process any laundry. But notice I'm not trying to do all of it at once. Instead, I'm blocking it out and I'm just saying each day, I'm going to get back on top of one thing and one thing only. And when we remind ourselves of that, then we can start to not feel quite so overwhelmed by all of the pieces and parts that we need to get back on top of when we come back from a vacation. But again, I can't stress enough how life-changing it is for you if you can learn to block your calendar the day before and block your calendar the day you come back as both a way to give you the time and space you need to think through everything that you want to get done so you can truly enjoy your, your time away, and then to have that space to get caught up and process everything the day you come back instead of jumping right into five hours of meetings, two appointments, a training call, et cetera, and you haven't even had a hot minute to unzip your suitcase yet. 
Now, I know that there are, you know, I've got a million different kind of packing strategies and things that I use. There's a ton of great resources out there for you. I will tell you this. If you travel a lot, I used to when I was doing consulting work. I don't anymore. I can't stress how incredible it was to invest in getting a second of everything in your toiletry bag so that you're not unpacking and repacking that. But again, this is, you know, if you're a frequent traveler, if you can have, you know, all your toiletries in a bag ready to go at any minute, where then you're not having to try and remember everything in your bathroom and then try and clean it all up on the other end in the, you know, the hotel or whatever, that was a huge, huge win for me when I was traveling frequently. But I would love to hear what other tips and strategies you guys use to help, you know, help yourself make it easier to head out on vacation, but then to also come back from vacation as well. And hopefully this timing is hitting you as, you know, maybe you're able to to get out there and have a little spring break getaway or something as hopefully the weather is getting warmer for all of you as well. Getting on top of all things time management, organization, and productivity doesn't have to stop just because this episode is over. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Megan Sumrall, or just open any browser and go to megansumrall.com. If spelling my name is a complete pain, just go to theworkliferharmony.com and grab my free time management cheat sheet. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share it.